0: hello and welcome to on walking the way this week we're going to talk a little bit about the way jesus teaches you know ever since i was young i found myself a bit frustrated actually with the gospels because i wish jesus would just teach me what i wanted to know i wished that the gospel writers would have spent more time on the teachings of jesus and less time on his travels to and fro and the various people and interruptions he met along the way. I mean, here's the greatest teacher of all time, and the Gospels don't really focus on his teaching, or do they? In the first 10 of my 32 years in missions, I worked in what could be called the logistics of missions. I've been responsible for the care and maintenance of the 50 plus structures on this campus. I've led our accounting department and created the IT department as we moved from the analog world of the 80s to the digital world of the 90s, Uh, led a design team, and acted as general contractor for the administration building and many smaller projects. I wrote software for our accounting department and eventually ended up as operations director. All these things I learned by experience and trial and error, reading and watching others that knew more than I did, but after 10 years of serving in this way, God led me to take a sabbatical and spend, I don't know, something like 60 plus hours a week immersed in the Word of God while completing a school of biblical studies. About halfway through the course, God led me to the story of Peter and Jesus in the final chapter of John since peter was a fisherman he decided to go fishing yet he caught nothing jesus showed up and immediately he caught more fish than he knew what to do with after this jesus and peter had a little talk and jesus asked him do you love me more than these now this question is ambiguous enough that it can legitimately be understood in several ways but At that moment, I knew that Jesus was asking me a very specific question. Do you love me more than you love the things you have known and become skilled at? You see, I took Jesus to be asking Peter if he loved him more than the fish. He was asking Peter, in effect, do you want to go back to being a fisherman? Or do you want to get back to your calling and be a fisher of men? The instructions Jesus gave Peter were simple. Feed my sheep. It was a moment of truth for Peter, and it was a moment of truth for me. Would I continue to do what I was good at? What I was comfortable with? Or would I change my entire focus of life and feed the sheep of Jesus? It was at that point that my entire focus changed from physical and administrative ministry to teaching and pastoral care. But here's the ironic part was that a move into ministry or away from it? The answer, of course, is neither. Jesus was just introducing me to the next lesson he had for me. You see, when Jesus taught his disciples, it was not simply a cerebral process, though he did challenge their thinking constantly, but neither was it simply on-the-job training, though he did a lot of that as well. The teaching style of Jesus was focused on transforming people into the image of God. To restore the image of God that was lost to sin ever since the garden, and transformation is a holistic process involving mind, body, desire, and will. The teaching of Jesus focused on all those things together to one unified end. He was transforming people sold out to sin, into disciples and children of God. Jesus understood that knowledge is not simply the accumulation of information. You see, in the end, you really only know the things you can do. Typically, the Bible speaks of knowledge as something more akin to knowing the piano than knowing the multiplication tables. The knowledge that the Bible typically described is gained when information is coupled with experience and becomes a living part of a person. Knowledge involves input, embodiment, and expression. Knowledge is, as knowledge does. The measure of a disciple is not their ability to repeat ideas they have heard, it is the expression of that knowledge by their life. Jesus instructed his disciples to judge teachers by the fruit they produced. We also need to assess our own lives based on the fruit we produce. Let's consider this familiar line from Galatians. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. The healthy, honest disciple of Jesus will increasingly bear the fruit described in this passage. This fruit is the fruit of true knowledge of God. This challenge was given to me again in the heart of the COVID nightmare when I was unable to travel or teach and our schools were all shut down. Jesus took me back to the Gospels, to walk with him through his teachings again, and to let them transform me. He told me to change my focus from knowing to doing, and he led me to start this substack, which was to be a series of reflections on walking the way, not just knowing about the way." So this week, join me as I travel back to that road that only Jesus knows. Let's walk the path instead of talk about the way things ought to be. Let's encourage each other to trust the Master as we leave our safe and known lives to follow Jesus into the unknown of everlasting life. So I leave you with this thought to ponder as you return back to your life. Over time, Our actions describe our beliefs better than our words. So with that in mind, have a great week.